Welcome to Conversations with H and we have another superb, incredible guest, incredible guest with us today. He is a gospel artist with latest singles, Miracles, as well as Loving Me featuring Michael Dixon. You know, he's versatile, you know, he can give you that worship gospel. He can also give you that R&B, you know. Listen. You can, he, can, he can do the Dawkins and Dawkins type. He can give you all Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Just letting you know his versatility. He is the co-owner of Vegan Bay Studios. Listen, we were just talking about Vegan Bay Studios just before we got on this. And listen, it is an amazing, it sounds like an amazing place. I want to go there, obviously, you COVID and that, but I want to go there because look you can see the office you see the office you see what he's working with he's a father of three the outfits are the coldest that he has the coldest aka superb swag aka as he just said the flyest guy in gospel i introduce to you mr anthony paul how you doing today sir what's going on man it's good to be here man your office Oh, we already spoke about that, but let's not get into that again. I'm in a creative space. You got to be creative to get those juices flowing, yeah. you know? So I, <laughs> I keep my spaces, you know, um, very every space in, in this facility is is, is laid out to, for creativity. Maximum creativity is what yes. we want. So for those who don't know who you are, who is Anthony Hall? You know, I'm just a, I'm just a little boy from New Orleans, man, mm. living his dream. You know, um, uh, my dad, I'm a son of a musician, a jazz musician. My dad is a pretty well-known musician in New Orleans. Yeah. And so I grew up in music. Um, mm. Unfortunately, uh, for the longest, it never materialized into um, a successful career yeah. um, up until now, man. And so, you know, you just got to wait for your time and your season. Um, so I'm a producer, an engineer, a creative director, um, a director of videos as well. Um, wow. And the owner of this amazing facility, an artist, a label owner. I wear many hats, but the one that I enjoy the most is being an artist for sure. Mm. So if you could kind of go back to one moment in time that kind of, you know, you enjoyed in your childhood, just one moment and how, mm-hmm. it, how it kind of, you know, shaped you, what would it be and why? Man, it would be the time um, that uh, my mom and my dad had split, um, mm. got a divorce and uh, when I was really young. And I, I still remember um, sleeping um, you know, not having a place to stay um, mm. permanently. My mom, we were going, living from family member's house to family member's house and kind of just moving around. Um, and it taught me how to be humble because mm. at any given time, you know, um, you could be the one going through. Yeah. Um, and I learned that at an early age. Um, and then also it taught me that God can turn any situation around. Mm. Um, and so that situation didn't last long. And, and I learned a lot in that season. I was about six or seven years old. Um, wow. And it really changed my perspective on um, just everything going forward, because I was always a kid who appreciated everything from that point that mm. was done for me, because I saw how it could be um, you know, another way and, and no, no disparities against my, against my dad. He's an yeah. amazing guy, but you know, when you split and one goes one way, the other person goes another way, mm. you know, struggle just finds you wherever you are, you yeah. know? And so it doesn't matter, man. And, um, um, I'm blessed to, to, to be here and to, um, you know, have the positions that I have and be able to open the doors that I can open for others. So. What's amazing about just that short moment, that short um, story that you just told is that you were six years old, six, seven years old, and you still remember going through that and that kind of, you know, gearing or pushing or putting fire in your belly in certain aspects of your life from six years old. Yeah. 
Yeah, from from that time, man, I always, um, you know, I, I was always a creative child, you know, mm-hmm. uh, growing up. And, um, you know, I think I think when when you go through um, a family that had divorce, yeah. um, it could be a, it could be a negative thing. But if mm-hmm. you have great parents, they can turn it into a positive thing. Yes. And I think because of that, I got extra support. Okay. from my, my, my mom and my dad and extra love. And, and we went through a, t- a little turmoil initially, mm. but you know, when you have two people that, that love you um, the way that my parents do, do myself, yeah. man, um, they just outpoured the love and it helped me um, develop into um, just an appreciative um, mm. person. And so for me, what that translates to is a, a good work ethic. Yes. Um, um, and never taking any opportunity for granted, you know? And so just being here, I don't care if, if I show up somewhere and there's one fan, I'm gonna put on a show like there's a 10,000, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I learned that from from those experiences, man. Um, and, and God's been good, man. So here we are and we're doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say those two people, your mother and your father are the people that refined you and defined you as a person the most? as you kind of grew up or was there anyone else on top of those on top of them who also yeah so my, my, my mother and my father um i have a stepdad an amazing stepdad yeah um that i love you know just as much as my my, my real dad my, my mm. biological father and you know my dad my, my biological father um i really respect him because it takes a lot of strength to mm. let someone else come into your child's life um, and love them the way that you do yeah. and accept that your child loves that person as well. Yes. And so I always appreciate my dad for that. Um, other than that, um, my album that's coming out, I guess mm. we'll be talking about it a little bit, um, is named after my grandfather. It's, it's, it's called Roosevelt. It's named after actually my stepdad's father. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have, we didn't do step. We, it was, yeah, you, it my, was dad and dad. That's <laughs> it. Um, and so um, it's named after my grandfather, Roosevelt, and he was a guitar player. Mm. And I learned how to write songs because when I would go to his house, yes. um, he would literally sit on his, in his chair wow. with his guitar and write songs about whatever was going on at that time. And we all were playing. So he would write a song about his playing, write a song about what wow. we had on. He'll just come up with something. And he, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he always played his guitar. And, um, and so I wanted to dedicate my first um you know, Album. national release to him, mm. um, just to show that I appreciate the impact that he had on my music skill. Now, my dad is a is a is an amazing musician, plays multiple mm. instruments, um, um, and he gave me the foundation, just the talent, and and just to have the that natural gift come down. Yeah, but it was really cultivated in my grandfather's um, home. Um, where I can know, know, I learned what to do with those skills, like how mm. to translate them into something yes. that could be accepted by people. So do you remember any of your grandfather's songs that he made while he was playing? Is there any, is there any particular you know, song that, or, he, or have they all kind of just gone, but you remember the moments? You know, they, they, I remember the moments. I remember yes. the moments because it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, a specific song. He would just write something and play. <laughs> if I had my guitar, I could play like the melody yeah, and yeah, make yeah. something up like he would. But I mean, his favorite parody song was from, um, I don't know if you remember the show, In Living Color. Yes. And it had the man on the guitar. He'd be like, don't you know, no good. Don't you know, no good. Like he would always <laughs> sing that. And he would go, ah, 
like that was his thing, man. And so, um, you know, I, I'd never forget that because that's the thing, like the staple thing that I would always hear him play besides yes. all of the James Brown songs, you know, so. Nah, that sounds, that sounds amazing. I can imagine you, you and your, and your, your other cousins and, and siblings just walking yeah. around the house, just listening to your granddad play. Um, and all day. Especially when you've got your father as a musician as well. I can imagine that's kind of where your passion for music and making music essentially started from seeing, seeing those two. Um, yeah. See, seeing my dad, I, I was a, um, I was a touring kid. My dad played for all kinds of people um, when oh, they wow. would come to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, my dad was um, in their horn section for a lot of great artists. And I just remember growing up standing on the side of, of the stage, yeah. um, watching my dad play in front of thousands and thousands of people. And that's where I got my passion to perform. If anything, anybody knows anything about me, like my recorded songs are great, yeah. but when I perform, it's Need a whole thing. Because I, yeah, I grew up watching performers perform, you know, yeah. and so um, that's kind of where I got, you know, that itch for the live music mm. uh, vibe for, for my, and most of my album, we actually cut it. How I remember my dad cutting music back in the day. Really? I had the whole band in the same studio at the same time. We pressed record and we went and that, whatever we got was what we got. So. so there was no like, this is one song, then this is the next song. It was like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So what we did was um, when I, when I wanted to to record the album it was right before COVID really started shutting things down. Yeah. yeah I yeah. flew, you know, my band members who don't stay here in Houston. I flew them yeah. here, um, and we locked in. I locked in with the best musician, um, the best musicians from around the country. All came yeah. into my studio. Wow. Um, and we did thirteen songs in about two and a half weeks. Um, and so we. It, we literally locked ourselves in the studio. We ordered pizza. We did a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. And we recorded the foundation of 13 songs wow. um, during that recording. Um, and then what we, we spent the last year, you know, because I had other projects that I'm producing, other things that I'm doing. Yeah. So I took the last year to kind of perfect what we did. Um, but as far as the music goes, there are no overdubs, anything like that in the music. Yeah. Um, we just worked on the vocals and, and, and perfected the songs, you know, from that point. But we had all of the music done within that within that two week period. It's, it's crazy. Two and a half weeks. 13 yes, songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That, oh. that is practically unheard of nowadays yeah. anyway, because yeah. a lot of people put a five five track ep together and they'll say okay right. let's let's do this and that might take a couple right. of months yeah no i wanted weeks. no i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to get out what i had in me mm. since i was 18 i've been recording my own music I, I i wanted to be a basketball player and i was i was good i wasn't that good i wasn't like nba good <laughs> okay so i remember my dad we were driving home and my dad said you know son um you know i don't really think you're gonna make it to the league. Oh, wow. Putting all your efforts into being a basketball player. And that's great. And I encourage mm. you to do what you love. And, mm. but this is a hobby. Basketball is going to become a hobby. You don't have the size, you don't have the speed you can shoot, but you know, you need more and you don't mm. have it. So I'm going to take you to guitar center. I'm going to get you a setup and re- you're going to really get into this music because you have a gift that wow. can take you places where other people can't go. And mm. so um, my dad allowed me, um, when I turned 18, I graduated from high school. My dad said, okay, you live with your mom full-time all that time, come live yeah. with me. Mm. Um, and he set me up a studio in the back of his house. 
And that became actually the launching path for a lot of local artists. And, and we just stayed up all night recording songs. Now, my dad would be on the road. He would come back into town or come yeah. back from rehearsal late. And he didn't care. He would never tell me to cut the music down. I can't wow. remember one time when he would say, hey, stop that. Because his thing was, as long as I hear that music, I know you're working on something that's going to turn into something great for you. Yes. And I know you're not in the streets. Yes. You know, and so I don't care who comes here. The only thing he said was just respect the house. You know, yeah. other than that, yeah. it's free reign, you know, mm. and we recorded some great music. I learned how to engineer. I learned how to, um, um, you know, um, sequence. I learned all of the software plugins, wow. everything. And so the reason why we can do that many songs in that time period is because I'm fluent in all yeah. of those things. You already tapped so into all I of know, that. Yeah, I know how to work it. And we have engineers and, and you know, mm. we have all these people in the same room and yeah. we can turn over, you know, the songs pretty quickly. So, you know, I didn't realize um, when I was 18, I never finished an album. And so somebody asked me, how long were you working? Did you work on this album? And I was like, well, you know, we recorded two weeks, worked on a year, but I was like, really, this album is 20 years in the making. Wow. Um, and so I'm, I'm just finishing this record, you know, and I've mm. been recording since I was 18. Now, I've had records on other people's projects and stuff, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, um, for myself, I'm just finishing this record. So it was 20 years in the making, man. We're excited to have wow. everyone here really soon. So, Anthony, a lot of people are going to be watching this and thinking, hold on, he's got all of this skill. He's got all of this talent. He's got all of mm -hmm. this ability. Why hasn't he been making, hasn't he been making music sooner? What stopped him? Um, you know, I, the music industry is up and down. Mm. Uh, and so when you're trying to be a producer, you're trying to be a song, I don't think people really realize um, especially with the advent of iPods and stuff like that, how much yeah. money people don't make in music mm -hmm. and the ones that you, you see making money, that's few and far between, yes. you know? And so I have to take care of home, you know? And so mm -hmm. um, one of the things that um, working in the studio taught me is computer engineering and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I worked um, in the development of apps and things like that and processes. Yeah. And I, I moved over to insurance. I worked in insurance for about 13 years, developing new processes and apps and, you know, things like oh, wow. that for insurance yeah. companies. And, um, and so then one day I, I, I got a great job. I was making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I had kind of put music kind of on the back burner. I was a work, I've been a worship leader. I mean, I've been known in the music community, yeah. um, the local music community, local scene in New Orleans and in Houston for, you know, since I was a teenager. Mm. Um, and I have worked on different projects, but, yeah. you know, I put that to the side to, to pursue a career, like what people say, yeah, a career. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I woke up January 1st, uh, mm. I think it was 2019. Um, and I, you know, people always say that God speaks to them. Right. And I mm. believe him. <laughs> I'm not sure, but he doesn't speak to me like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nobody will sit down and have a whole conversation about what God <laughs> told him. And that's not how he speaks to me. Yeah. Usually he would just nudge me with influence and give me mm. the choice. And then I would feel the a right way, way to go. To go, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's how I equated God speaking to me. Mm. But for the first time in my life, and I've been in church, I've been a worship leader my whole life. I was laying in the bed. I woke up. It was like three in the morning and I, I was having conversations with my mom. And she was like, aunt, when you get up, you know, if God wakes you up in the in early in the morning or you get up from your sleep, just sit down and listen. Cause I, mm. I was a goal. I always went, I went, I went and went and went. Mm. And so I would never take time to listen. And I sat right. down that morning and I listened and God was like, quit your job. Whoa. And I was like, man, I got to the devil. I'm not my job. You know how much money I make? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. All right, babies, you know, I'm not doing that. 
quit your job and not only quit the job, but burn the bridge because you will go back to it because you have, you know, you can do that really well. He was like, wake up in the morning, call them and quit. Hold on. Stop. Um, stop right there, Anthony. So God told you quit the job first. First and foremost, he said quit the job. Secondly, yes. he said, make sure that bridge is burnt so you don't go back to that job. I don't go back. Why? I don't want you with the option because mm. I would take that option because I, I, I made really good money doing what I what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was one of the, you know, the leaders in, in that in that space. Mm. And um, and so I woke up. Um, I said, nah, I'm not doing that. I woke up, went to work, got a bad evaluation out of the blue. Like I was a great employee. Wow. Got a bad evaluation. Um, I was just like, man, this is not right. Then my manager, you know, um, quit. The, 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 I, had, I had one guy over me from the guy at the top of the company. He quit. Yes. I was like, oh, and they put me some with another guy. Deal work. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All these signs. <laughs> all these signs. It's all happened within like a week. And I quit. I called and I said, I quit. And um, they gave me a sabbatical because I was losing my mind because like <laughs> this is too good of a job for you just to walk away from to do what? Yeah. Like, like I just quit. Um, and I never went back. I put all of the computer, all of the equipment in the box and I sent it back and I never went back. Um, I Now I say that to say this, a lot of people hear that story and think that God's telling them to quit their job, but I want to give you the flip side because you see this nice office and you think I'm going to quit my job and get this, right? (laughs) I quit my job. I almost lost my house. I almost lost my car. Um, That almost got repoed. It was a really tumultuous time period in my life trying to build my own business at that point. Um, but the one thing that I had that I did not have when I had all of the things was joy because mm. I was really doing what I knew God wanted me to do. Mm. And so despite of everything that was going on, it was hard. Some nights I cried, some nights I struggled with the decision, but I always found joy mm. in doing what I loved, mm. even though I wasn't getting paid less than half of what I was making. You know, I met my business partner. She was one of my clients. Um, um, she wanted me to build a website for um, her mm. company. And um, I met her um, through another client of mine, built the website, you know, we became friends and she was just like, hey, man, we work good together. Um, let's let's figure out what we can do. Let's figure out what other ideas, you know, wow. that, that you have. We sat down and what we, 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 we have dubbed it our vision meeting. Yes. And she was, you know, she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, well, I was in music. And I was like, oh, that's funny because I was a really good music producer, you know? Wow. And so she was like, well, let's build a studio. And I said, great. And you know, usually when people say stuff, you know, just like, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, great. You ready to go? It's like, ready to go where? Oh, we're going to Guitar Center. We're going to build the studio. (laughs) So we got up and we went that day. Um, We bought a, um, the only thing they really had available was like this piano, a Nord piano. We bought a Nord piano that day. Brought it back to the office, went online, ordered the rest of the stuff, started building the room out. Um, At the time, we only had one room in this facility. Um, but that day we wrote the first song to our worship album. We had a, we have a group called The Collective, which is a conglomerate of all of our artists. Yes. And we did yes. a worship album um, called Sustainer. And we wrote the first song to that album on that day. Um, and then we went from having one room to taking over the entire building. Now we mm-hmm. employ up to 12 people in this building. Um, and God is a God is a promise keeper. 
And, mm. you know, but it was hard. I just, I said that to say that it was yeah. hard. It wasn't like I quit and then it happened. A lot of times um, uh, I hear a lot of pastors say where there is vision, there will be provision. Mm. While that is true, provision is not time stamped. Yes. And so God will give you a vision to move and he has the provision, but you have to walk it out until you mm. meet your provision. Yeah. And so some people quit in the time period of the vision and the mm. provision, you know, and quitting too early, you can disrupt the flow of your season and time. Mm. So everything there is time and season that's independent objects mm-hmm. that work together when they're married at the perfect time. Yeah. You can be in your time and not be in your season and you can be in your season and not be in your exact time and things just don't seem to work. Mm. But when they marry each other, you have to be very specific on how you move in that time period because mm. you have an open door to heaven to do everything you need to do that will sustain you for the rest of your life. Mm. And so we didn't want to waste the moment. And so we took Every dollar, everything that we have, we put into this building, we put into ourselves because we recognize that we were in a special time and season that had married to each other. And what we do in this space will carry on for my life and my children's life. Mm. And we don't want to miss that moment. And so we took a passion to it, man, and did some crazy stuff, man, during this time. Wow. What's amazing about that story is that God took your skills and abilities that you had in the job and said, this isn't currently the will that I have for your life let me right. take let me take what you've learned over here and you've you've become good at over here and I'm going to put it in the will that I have for your life so then when you see that you've got all this ability you've got when times get rough you you know what to do because you learned it over here yeah it's, it's going to be you're going to be in a totally different space you're going to be in a totally different headspace time season all those types of things you're going to be there because you're going to understand oh I know what it takes to get me to to this stage in God's will that is yes amazing it's a scary thought but but i promise you it works i promise you it works so one of the things that you talked about was the fact that um you had babies or you had a baby quite like around that time while you were trying to you know to fight to do god's will to move away from the job to, to do god's will how did you cope with all of that because you just talked to me and told me you built a studio you went to go yeah. guitar center for the second time. This is the first time was when your dad took you to guitar center and yeah. <laughs> make sure you turn from basketball to music. This second yeah. time is when you've, you've gone to guitar center to go from your job to building these studios. But how do you do with all of that when becoming or knowing you're going to become a father? Yeah. Um, I had, I had um, all of my babies by then. And, and my son mm. was, 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 was really young. Um, mm. You know, seven now he was about four or five at the time um it takes a crazy faith Mm. um um and one thing that that i think was important for me was i didn't move before my time Mm. i didn't move i knew what i was doing had a purpose even though i knew that i was meant for something else Mm. and i didn't want to rush into doing you know because you can do the right thing at the wrong time and i didn't want that to be my story you know so i waited as Mm. long as i could until i I say god you're gonna have to wake me up out my sleep and talk to me directly and that's what (laughs) (laughs) pretty much that's what he did and 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 so when he spoke to me um you know Everybody got behind me because mm. they knew if I came to the table and said, God talked to me directly, mm. told me to quit my job. And I exhausted mm. every opportunity that I could to stay. Yeah. 
um, everyone knew that something was about to happen, even though they couldn't see. Yes. Um, and so that's why your circle is important yeah. because your circle should consist of people not based on your skill and not based on how fly you are, not based on how smart you are. Yep. Your circle should be, consist of people based on how crazy their fate matches up to yours. Oh, because if you have faith, you can learn, you can learn how to do the ancillary things that you need to do. Mm. But I need people around me that when I say, God told me to go over here and spend $250,000 that nobody says, well, I don't really think that that's what it, I need you to have just as much faith as I have because yeah. you've seen him work the way that I've seen him work. Mm. And sometimes that's not built into a skill set, you know, mm. that's built into um, a walk in a relationship yes. Um, yes. with God. And so I need people that have a matched relationship how can two walk together unless they agree? It doesn't mm. say how can two walk together unless they're as smart as each other. Mm. Agreement has nothing to do with skill set. Agreement yeah. has everything to do with your relationship, your faith, and your walk with God. Anthony, um, you're dropping gems at the moment. Um, that's, that's firstly what I want to say. <laughs> what I also want to say is, or I want to ask is, do you feel like there was anything within your life up until this point that you could have done more of or taken a different path of, especially musically? Do you feel like you could yeah. have gone harder in that? Yeah, I think I squandered a lot of early opportunities, really? you know, in, and that and that's where I that's where I learned that that um, that precept about season and time, mm. because I missed a moment earlier in my life that could have catapulted me to where I am or where I think I'm going now. Yes. You know, um, and so you know um, um, when 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 we talk about how God's promises are yea and amen, everything God said that He's going to do, He's going to do. Mm. Um, he will do that. I, I'm 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 here to testify that He will do it. Yeah. Um, but when you miss your moment, you have to wait till your moment comes back. Mm. It's just like the season, you know, yeah. it's just like winter, you know, you want to build a snowman and you can't, you, and you're in summer, you got to <laughs> wait for winter to come back to build that snowman. It's just not going to yeah. work out of season, you yeah. know? And so, um, it, you know, God will do what he promised you, but mm. sometimes when you mess up that time and that season and, and your moment, you have to wait until it's the right time again, <laughs> you know, until it's the right yeah, season yeah, yeah, yeah. to build what you want to build because God has to orchestrate the right people and the right opportunities and the mm. right chances the right way. Mm. And I don't think people appreciate how hard that is, how God can move things to be what you need, you yeah. know? And so he has to reorchestrate now the things that you might've missed. Mm. And so early on, I didn't take it seriously. I wow. just didn't, I just thought that I would always have the chance to do it. Wow. And so, yeah. And I just, you know, it was, it, I just was having fun. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know. My mom would always tell me, boy, you need to take this seriously. I was like, I'm young. I got time. You don't mm. have time. <laughs> I tell people you don't have time because you will lose your time. And now I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell my age, which I, you know, <laughs> mortified but now i'm i'm 39 i don't mm. look 39 um god has saved my face um, <laughs> but my, my body 39 like my joints are 39 elbows knees everything i go try to basketball y'all gonna carry me home period <laughs> um but i'm 39 you know mm. i'm doing at 39 what i should have did when i was 22 wow and i'm and i had to wait until this came back to me to back. 
do it again, you know? And so what I tell my employees here, we hire up and coming. Everybody mm-hmm. here that works here is up and coming something. Yes. And yes. what I try to do is give them what I wish I would have had when I was 22, 21 mm-hmm. or 24, because if they can get it then by the time they're my age, just think if I would have got it then. at 22, mm-hmm. you gave it to me where I would be right now. I wouldn't be pressing as a new artist. Yes. I would be established. I would, yeah. I would have, my sound would be appreciated. Everything, all the things that I want to happen now would have happened. Mm. Um, but that's why I'm grateful for the process. I don't miss any, I take, when Uncle G calls me and says, aunt, you have an interview, aunt, you have this, aunt, you have this. I don't care what's going on. I take it, I sit down, I make the time mm. because I'm not missing this moment, you yes. know? And, and I can see God opening the doors and things like that because I don't think I have another, another 17 years to wait for something else to happen for me. I need it to happen now. You know, and so if everybody can take every opportunity like that, like mm. this is my last chance, not I got time because you yeah. you don't have time. People are falling away like yeah. crazy, man. And so, you know, you got to do it like Nike. Just do it. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true what you're saying, especially we've gone through a time of COVID as well where we've seen people pass away. We've seen our friends. We, we, some of us ourselves have lost people who we thought were going to be around for such a long period of time. Cause we thought we had time with them. We thought, Oh, let me not do that now. Like next year, I'm going to see them at this, this is a this. And then next year comes around and, and a lot of us are are, are mourning and and, and seeing that those things didn't materialize. So what you're a hundred percent right in what you're saying in terms of treat everything like it's your last chance. Um, because you just don't know when the time's going to come again. I think that's exactly. amazing in what you're saying. But considering what you've you've learned from from 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 up until now as a music artist or someone within the music industry, what now as a music artist do you what type of music artist do you set out to be? Um I, my answer simply is different, which is the <laughs> answer everybody would give, right? I don't want to be like no but truly, um, if you look at the music industry, I mean, yeah. and, and you know, you know, yeah. um, we're in the Maverick City moment. You know, mm. we're in the worship team. You know, there's no more choirs. Yeah. Um, um, Jay Moss is not Jay Mawson. You know, yeah, 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 there, yeah, yeah. there's there's a hole in urban gospel. Um, yes. And and there are guys that are doing it. I'm not trying to say mm-hmm. that. It's you got Jordan Armstrong. Yes. You you know, people like that. Lecrae is still doing this thing, you mm. know, even they puts out music and, yeah. and you have all of those people. But the overriding thing right now, it, we're in this worship move, yes. this worship moment. Um, and I just I, I intentionally didn't want to do that with my album. Really? Um, because while while, you know, I love to worship God, I'm a worship leader. I've been a worship leader my entire life. You know, mm. I, I love that aspect. I think we've have taken the fun out of gospel music mm. where you come to a concert um, to have an experience with God, but not yeah. necessarily to be laid out on the floor crying. You want like, the vibes. You want the, I want, I, I just want to come out, dance, have a good time yeah. with the positive message. You know, mm-hmm. that's just as much gospel as that. And I think what happened was we allowed the world to take our sound, mm. apply it to what they do. And then the church now says, you can't be like that. Wow. You know, and so I have a song called Ultra Call. It's yeah. James Brown to its core. Yeah. The church would say, yeah, I don't want James Brown. Like, no, we don't want that here. But 
that comes from quartet music. You know mm. what I'm saying? So um, I wanted to intentionally do something um, different and just be myself yes. and, and not necessarily make an album that I know would work. Because mm. there are things, you know, when you, you work in radio, they will say, well, it needs to be this type of vibe and mm-hmm. it will work in radio. Um, while I am concerned about being successful, um, um, I'm not really concerned with creating something that's outside of myself, you yes. know? And so for me, I grew up with funk music. I grew up with go-go. I grew up um, with Temptations and yeah. R&B, jazz influences. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm going to be. I can only be me. You yeah. know, while I can make, you know, and we, we've made a worship album because mm. I love to worship. That's what yeah, I love yeah. to do. Um, but that's more of um, kind of almost like a persona, like what I would create because I just enjoy that, that side. Yeah, 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 yeah. You make an, a personal record. Like I made my album is 14 tracks. I made an album, not an EP, mm. not a bunch of good songs. It tells a story <laughs> about yeah. my upbringing, about, um, you know, um, my grandfather and, and, and how I got into music. It's a story. Mm. I wanted it to be about me and represent who I am, you mm. know? And when you come to my live show, if anybody out there in the UK, anywhere, you want to invite me over and you want me to bring my band, we're going to have a funky good time. <laughs> I'm letting you right now, from the time we go to the Let time we know. end, dancing, having a good time, you know, and when you leave, you're going to realize that that good time, you learned something about God, you Mm. know, in that moment. And there are different ways that you can reach God. And it doesn't always have to be with a piano and a string pad. Like you can uh, with a guitar and a drummer, you know, too. It's so true. How do you manage that flexibility of being a, a worship leader and an artist though? How do you manage that? And how do you perfect that? Um, there is a time and place for everything. And I think, I think learning, um, learning um, decorum is, mm. is the key in being a worship leader and being yes. an artist um, um, and separating the two. You know, yeah. when I'm, when I'm, when I'm working at my home church, I'm, I'm not artist Anthony in that yeah. way. You know? um, we're singing songs that the congregation can learn. We're, we're, I'm teaching, I'm pouring out into the other members of the music staff yes. and things like that. Um, it's not as rehearsed, even though we do rehearse a lot yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, for our church. Um, it, you know, and, and now worship in church is totally, it's, it's like a big concert at this yeah. point. We're running multi-tracks, all yeah. this kind of stuff, you know. Um, but it's less scripted. It's less, yeah. you know, you know, rehearsed. You kind of allow room There's to a lot flow. More flow. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more flow. Yeah, it's a lot more flow where when I step on a stage as an artist, I have a specific assignment. And I'm going to do my assignment when I step on that stage, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can come to my church on a Sunday and I'll be singing, you know, um, anything. Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, you're welcome here. Um, this is the day, you know, yeah, yeah, we, we'll yeah. sing all those songs. But then when you come to my concert, I'll be singing Miracle or Altar Call. It's a different vibe. I'm in a yeah, different yeah, space. Yeah. And so um, I found success in that by separating the two out. I don't walk in my church trying to be an artist. I walk in yeah. my church. They they call me Anki at my church, and An- they don't want to hear Anky? nothing about <laughs> Anki. They don't want to hear nothing about the song that I got on the radio, or <laughs> I was just with Dawkins and Dawkins, or Jason Nelson was just here. I was with. They don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> Anki, get up there and lead the people to worship. That's all they want to know. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, appreciate yeah. that because that because sure. that then that that then helps you to separate it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they fully support everything that I do. Musically, do you feel like you are at the best stage within yourself that you could be? 
or do you feel like there's more you could have you could you can tap into um i feel like it's all starting to make sense to me mm. and i can equate it like if you have children um my son for a while he would act like a baby like he was mm. just whiny and real babyish yeah, yeah, yeah and he and i woke up one morning and the boy was different the boy's having a conversation with me yeah yeah, he, yeah. You know, it's like something turned on in his mind that wasn't <laughs> on 24 hours ago. Yeah. And so for me in music, I equated to that because in music, it's like when I stepped in the studio to record this album, something turned on mm. um, and I was able to see music differently, like physically, okay. like see it and touch it and feel it and, and understand it in a way that I hadn't in a while, yeah. you know? And so um, I think I'm in a space right now and I'm always creating, like I was, I was recording last night not for this record, but, but for I'm just recording while I'm in this space of this creativity that I have, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so um, I think there's more that, I think there's still more that I can tap into, uh, but I created a roadmap for that. I think creatives okay. is important to just not just be creative, just off a whim, create a map for your creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was, okay, I did the Roosevelt album and I'm still, songs are still coming to me where do I place them? Okay, well, how about for me, let's let's all of my albums line up to someone who meant something to me in my life. And yes. let's write from that perspective going forward until God tells me different, you know? And so mm. it's creating that map so that you can stay in the vibe of where you are and stay creative. Um, also stay prayerful and stay in a relationship. You know, I think my relationship with God, my prayer time is when I'm writing songs. Mm. I know that sounds crazy. I'm not a guy that can just go in a prayer closet, get on my knees and just stay there and pray for yes. two hours. That's not me. I don't have patience. Yes. Um, but I do find myself um, praying and, and, and seeking God when I'm writing, you know? Mm. And so I'll pick up a pad. I'll go sit by my piano. I'll put on some headphones or something, um, turn the app on my iPhone and I'll just start creating. And then God starts talking to me about, not just about my music, but about mm. everything else. And so yeah. that's, that's my connection, you know, to the father and so i try to stay in those moments as much as i can so let's talk about the new album let's let what what are we to expect as the listener as the as the the people who are going to consume your music what are we to expect and what's the impact you want it to have on people as well um i think the expectation should be classic it's it, I, I wanted the album to be something that when people heard it it brings them back to that time period and, 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 and takes them on a ride or on a journey yeah, yeah, um, that yeah. they can relate to, you know? Mm. Um, um, and I think in itself, that's groundbreaking because I don't think anything right now, it's really doing that per se, you yeah. know? Um, um, and so I wanted it to be groundbreaking. I want it to be um, a road back to your favorite times of music. So on the album, there's funk, of course, there's like Michael Jackson pop, there's Prince, there's, you know, Teddy Riley, Mm. Um, there's, you know, all of those vibes, go-go vibes, temptation vibes. There's a lot of different experiences that I'm I'm taking you on this roller coaster. And, and, And it all tells a story. You know, and so um, the impact that I wanted to have, I wanted to change. I want, I want mm. this album. There are albums that I came up with, and I'm only speaking to my experience. There are other yeah. great albums. I don't want anybody to be, you know, funny about <laughs> yeah. it. I'm talking about. I'm just talking about me. Yeah. There are albums in my life that have pivoted my thinking um, musically. Um, um, 
The first being uh, the Kirk Franklin Hero album, mm. Pivoted My Life. I mean, the New Nation Project pivoted something. Like when you think, that's just all Kirk Franklin records. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. God's yeah, yeah. Property pivoted my mind. Um, but then you go into Mary Mary, their first record, yes. changed something. Ty Tribbett's first record that they recorded in the studio, like changed. And then when he came out with the live record, oh. it, you, saw, you saw a shift in um gospel music yeah. when jay moss dropped the j so i've been on look if jay moss is watching this i'm jay moss's biggest fan first of all <laughs> i i've been on jay moss since he was doing the kmart commercials now nobody's gonna remember that but jay moss used to do kmart commercials and i was wow. like i would record them on vhs and rewatch them over and over again because the music was so great <laughs> um the first you know the men of standard album that he did was like oh. the first time i heard him rap on yeah. the record and then they had a song on that album called rain and he actually was singing on that and i was like i sing like that i like that guy you know wow. and um and ever since then i've been a j moss fan but when he finally dropped i, I would he would only do features and i would mm. like get the features off the different cds you know greg yeah. o'quinn he had a feature on greg o'quinn's record he had a feature on all the hezekiah projects when he mm. when they dropped the karen pro- project his yes. production was on there then he dropped the j moss project and it changed everything you know, that's the that's one where it sounded like really R&B and this is- R&B. It was, oh man, yep. his, his backgrounds, the way he cut them, his use of auto-tune. It was almost like when Brandy dropped Full Moon. It, yes. it just blew my mind, you know? <laughs> and so, um, and so I want my record to be a pivot, a pivoting mm. record to someone like me when they hear it and be like, this is going to change the way I think about what I'm doing musically yes. and how I'm engineering, what my sound choices are. Mm. Why, why did they mix it like this? My record is really raw. Actually, um, I almost got beat up by my engineer here um, the other day. Because <laughs> he, he was mixing the record. You know, we're mixing the record. We have to get the record turning really soon because it's coming yeah. out early next year. Yeah. And um, I told him to stop, stop. Delete everything you did. Anthony. I want to work- I want to work off of the demos. I want to work off of the actual recording, the sessions that we recorded because we created a sound and I felt like we were taken away from that sound. From, from that sound. And, mm. and, and it's more of the vibe for me. He was like, what? <laughs> all this you- time, all this energy, all this work. <laughs> we had been mixing for a week. Uh, and I said, I told him, I think this is going to be one of the most important records. Uh, this is mm-hmm. going to be a very important record. And yeah. I don't want to yeah. squander, you know, it because yeah. we're reaching for perfection. I, I think the perfection is in the imperfections of what we have. Yes. Where the drums are a little off time and this vocal is not pitched all the way right. And yeah. This is not happening. And the vocals are not all level, but that's yeah. the magic of what mm-hmm. we created. You know, and so I want there to be a I want that to cause a shift in how people think. And if it causes it in one person, I'm satisfied. I, you know, mm. I don't have to be famous. I just want to do what I love <laughs> for sure. Do you feel like you're working harder than you ever have in your life right now? Yes, because I'm working for me. Mm. Um, and, and I don't think people ever realize that they have never given 100 percent until it directly benefits them. And what I am doing, I'm the owner of my business. It directly benefits me. So I give an effort that I have never given before, because if it does not work, oh yes, it's on me. When I work in corporate, they give us a project and we failed. We still got our check next week. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We still get our check. They put us on another project and they write the loss off on on the budget sheet. You know, I was like, that didn't work. 
that, that oh, idea try again. Yeah, try, again. Yeah, try again bring me something else you know i'm in a no no lose situation mm-hmm. you know the money that we put into our studio the money that we put into ourselves here um at vegan bay um mm-hmm. we have passed the point of no return to where this has to work mm-hmm. or nothing will work um and, and i'm not just talking about my music i'm just talking about overall the business yeah. itself and so I am really busting my butt um, <laughs> every day, long nights, early mornings, doing yes. what I have to do. Um, but I'm doing it for me. And it comes mm. from a different space. And God gives me this energy that I did not have when I was making someone else's dream come true. You want to mm. know a hard worker? Have them work on their dream mm. and see how they handle that. That's when you'll find out who works hard for real or not. Wow. Let's, I'll pause there for a little bit because I know that people are going to take that in and going to be like, Anthony, you're still dropping gems and we're, we're kind of like <laughs> in this conversation. I've been around, man. I've been and, around. Man. I've been and that's around. the thing we, I can tell from this conversation that you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom through your experience. But there's also a lot of still fire in your belly to still achieve and, yeah. and, push, and push the needle in every which way possible. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. I'm, I'm never satisfied, mm. you know, which is a great and a bad thing. It could be great and horrible, yes. um, but I, I, I want to push it. Um, and, and I learned that I want to push it. Not for me. Mm. I want to push it because I want someone else to have an opportunity yes. based on how far I'm. And I always pray to God. I remember um, there was a time, a pivotal moment for me in my life. Mm. Um, I was working at a, at a cell phone store. It was in my early twenties. Um, and I was, you know, broke, just put it simply. Yeah. And I had to catch the bus. And in New Orleans, catching the bus, I mean, the public transportation is great in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. it's not like when you're in London where everybody catches the bus. You yeah, know, you, yeah, go, yeah. you go to London, everybody, or you go to New York, everybody catches the bus. This is yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. You go to Atlanta, a lot of people catch the bus. Yeah. In New Orleans, even though it has great transportation, if you caught the bus, you were poor. Oh, wow. You didn't have money. You couldn't afford a car. And I remember sitting at the bus stop, and it started raining and I got soaking wet mm. and I sat there on the stool at the bus stop. And I said, I will never in my life catch a bus because I have to, this mm. is my last day ever in my life. If I got to quit my job because I can't make it on time, I'm never going to catch another bus mm. in my life. So I don't know what I got to do in the next 12 hours to cure the situation. I'm never doing it again. And I got up from there. I went to work. The next day, I was at a car dealership. I found a way to get some. I borrowed some money from my cousin mm. um, so I can get a car. And I worked overtime to pay it back. And from that day, I never caught another bus. Wow. And I said, God, if you can, I, I'm just, this is how simple I am with God. God, if you can make sure that I never have to catch another bus, when you give me the opportunity, I'll make sure somebody else don't ever have to catch a bus mm. if they don't want to. And so what I'm doing and the needles that I'm pushing and the effort that I'm putting in is to make sure that everyone that's attached to me would never have to catch a bus, mm. you know, would never have to struggle, would never have to get, get their cell phone cut off, would never have to worry about being homeless, would never have to be hungry. Now, I, you, you can't always just get everything you want, yeah. but I believe that everybody attached to me should at least have their basic needs. And I sacrifice to make sure that everybody attached to me mm. can at least get paid enough to take care of what they need to take care of the mm. basic things. And, um, and so that's a promise I made to God and, and I've never caught another bus that I didn't have to catch. Wow. That's why. I- 
currently a product of your hard work is the office in the studios that you're you're, you're sitting in at the moment mm-hmm. vegan bay studios talk to us a little bit about that and tell us what are you guys trying to achieve with vegan bay studios not not just in the in the planning meetings not just in all those types of things but in terms of your dreams and and the conversations you've had with god what are you guys trying to achieve you and dominique what are you trying to achieve with vegan bay studios vegan bay studios is seventeen thousand square foot facility here in houston we take up um a little bit over a half a block when you Mm. when you walk up to our facility it's it's a half a block um and you know what we wanted to do was be a conduit for other people to be great. Mm. Um, and so, you know, what we're trying to achieve is to make sure that the product that we put out early, even though I sometimes I feel like we're not getting enough traction mm. that, we, that, that we have a great product and not enough people are hearing it, you yeah. know? Um, but we continue to put out a great product um, because when people do hear it, we want to be a one-stop shop. Yes. So, we want to people to bring their artists to us labels and say, I want you to produce an album. We can mm-hmm. take them from the studio. We can take them over to the photography suite. We have staff mm-hmm. photographers do their photo shoot. We have a staff editor who will edit your video, your photo. We have a theater. We can take you over. You can rehearse your show or put on the show and sell tickets. Wow. Um, you know, we can mix your album here. We can do everything here. We have a stylist. We have a closet. Uh, we have a fashion firm where we um, rent out clothing. Um, um, the Soul Train Awards just happened. Tisha Campbell wore one of our, you know, pieces of clothing. Wow. Our executive director is her main creative director and stylist. So we have people here to make those things happen. Mm. We're just trying to get the word out so yes. that people can begin to come and patronize our business. We do great work. Um, we love what we do. But at, at, at the end of the day is if I'm not a conduit for someone else to become successful, for mm. someone else to be greater than me when they get to my level, mm. I failed at my job. And so simply we're conduits for other people to be great. Wow. When I listen to how you speak about not just yourself, not just the studios, but not just your journey, I wonder to myself, where does he find the time to be a father of three, run his own <laughs> business, be a music artist, plus the, 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 the other things that, that we haven't really spoken about or even touched the surface with? Mm-hmm. Where do you find the time to do all these things? And is there never a time where it feels overwhelming to try and balance all these things in your life? Yeah, it always feels overwhelming to balance my life. Always. Right <laughs> always. 100% of the time. 100% of the time, I have a feeling <laughs> overwhelming somewhere really? in my life. Um, um, but you know, for me, it's having a great family that understands what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, it's almost like being a pastor. When you're a pastor, your life is not about you, it's about other people. And mm. I'm the pastor of my space, you know? Mm. And so it's important successful pastors, successful leaders have people behind them that understand the goal yes um and everyone in my life even my children they understand what i'm trying to do mm. and i explain it to them i don't i don't sugarcoat daddy's gonna be gone for a little while yeah but this is why you know um daddy has a calling that's greater than just you mm. um, but i provide for you um god has called me to help other people be able to provide for their families mm. you know 
Um, and so, of course, my kids and, and everybody come here whenever they can. And we travel and, and I spend, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a matter of if I'm out on the road doing something and we have an off day, mm-hmm. instead of staying out for the next day, we have something to do. I actually come home mm. and I'll fly home. I'll stay with them. I'll go to basketball games, football games, take the family out to yeah. dinner and go to a movie and then get on a plane and go back. Mm. Um, and it's a sacrifice, but yeah. um, with great you know, blessings come great responsibilities. Mm. And so that's what I tell people when people say, man, I won't be like you when I grow up. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. This is hard work, man. <laughs> um, but I was built, you know, I believe I was built for this. And yes. I have a special yes. skill set built into me that I can navigate the 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 overwhelming spaces, mm. you know. Um, and, and that's how I know, you know, not everybody's called to do this. Some people are just called to be a photographer. That's it. Mm. You're going to shoot pictures gonna go home and 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 i'm cool with that you know but i know god has called me to do multiple things but he has mm. given me um a gift to handle the multiple things that he's given me you know why i'm truly inspired f- from this conversation is because every single stage and step where god was like i need you to kind of do this you went mm-hmm. or whenever someone was like okay let's let's go like when Dominique told you, okay, let's go guitar center. Or when your dad said, let's go build, let's go, let's go get you some, some music stuff and, and focus you on this. You did it and you carried on yeah. doing it until it became for God to move you into another space or into something else. And I feel like that's amazing to hear. And that's why you're built for this. You're built for this space because even in that sacrifice, that story that you, that you, you talk about in terms of staying out that extra day, you, you come home. It's because you're mm-hmm. ready to go and do that. There's no hesitation. There's no, there's no, yeah. you know what, I can't do it. It's, it's, you have that within yourself from when you were 18, young, when you were five, six years old, seven years old, from when your parents split, you had that, okay, I understand this. So let me go in do this. Yeah. For me, it's, you, you have to watch what you say around us. Mm. You can't come into our room and start talking about what you want to do because mm. you just might get the opportunity to do <laughs> We don't, we don't play. You can come in here that. and say, you know, you can come in here and say, Hey man, I want to do an album and I want to da, 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 da. And, and if God says, let's do it. I'm like, okay, you're booked in the studio tomorrow. Wow. And people be like, Oh wait, why would wait? Like, no, this is what you said you wanted you to do. do. Yeah. We have the facilities. I, I, <laughs> I was meeting with my staff. And one thing that we're doing mm. um, here is right now, everybody is employed here, which mm. was great. And God woke me up and said, hey, you need to go from being an employer to an investor. Mm. And I didn't understand what he meant. And I was like, okay, so what do you mean? He was like, you're helping all of the all of your employees. You have them employed there yeah. um, to carry out your dream, but they have dreams too. Mm. So I want you to go from being an employer to an investor. Mm. And so I just walked in. Um, actually, today, it's the first time I told the story. I morning, I had a meeting with every one of my employees and said, after December, you are no longer employed by my company. Wow. I'd... That's it. I, I'm, I'm out of the employment business. I don't want employees mm. that are not, you know, I, I just don't want them. That's what, not what God told me to do. And some people saw it. It was a cry festival. They were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything failing. I was like, no, everything is not failing. The flip side of the conversation is I want to know what you really want to do mm. because I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do what your Instagram post said you wanted to do. Mm. That your preacher would say, hey, somebody's going to walk into your life and change it tomorrow. <laughs> that was Anthony. That was you. <laughs> Today is tomorrow. 
So what do you want to do? I said, why are you here? And a lot Mm. of answer, one guy answered the question perfectly. He said, I am here so I don't have to be here anymore, which means I am working to have something of my own so I don't have to work for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect answer. So I said, what if I can take out that middle portion of you working? Oh, wow. And what if I can, you can bring me a business plan. Mm. um, Let me know what you need whatever that is. And I can invest that into you. We can bypass this work process, Mm. get you into entrepreneurship, Mm. start your LLC, do everything that you need to do. Yeah. How give you office space in our building. Now we're Mm. becoming an incubator for other businesses. And the service that I invested in is a service that I need for my company. So now you're not working for me anymore. I'm contracting you. Yes. I'm paying you. And I get a piece of that because I own a part of the company that we started together. And so I said, paying salaries is, is, is a dying, it, it's, it's a bad investment because mm. I don't get anything back other than your labor mm. and labor is a, a depletable resource. I need to make investments into something that's sustainable, which is a yeah. business company in your dreams. Let's do that. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where that comes from, man. Like you got to watch what you say, cause we're going to make it happen here. <laughs> And Vegan Bay is transitioning from having employees to having all business owners wow. that work for us here, that contract or that now partner with us. We're no longer employ- employers. We're investors. Wow. Wow. And that was this morning. This morning. Just did it. Just did it this morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My last you two questions. Yeah, I mean, one of my employees are making what, like 60 grand mm-hmm. for the year. Um, just think if I took that yearly salary and started a business for you, mm. you can make your own 60 grand. And now I have a service that I'm not even paying for. So after this first year, now I'm, I'm making money off of it. Mm. I thought that was a great idea. <laughs> Some people sound crazy, but I thought that was a great idea. Give people the resources to make their own money. You, then they don't need to work for you. They can work with you. You're future-proofing people's lives. Yeah. And future-proofing my business. Yeah. Because now these companies that I'm tied to, that I have ownership in, provide the services that I need for my own business. Mm. And now we can attack other businesses to provide those same services to but this is the, the 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 learning ground they're learning they can make their mistakes here we can fail here we can do yeah. all that before we step out into the market with with whatever product that they come up with you know and so um yeah i, I encourage more employers to become investors and not employers mm. that's real empowerment of the people that you believe in. definitely my last two questions to you today for sure um what advice with all the wisdom all the experience all the things that you know and how you know them in particular what advice would you give to your children individually um to live their dream Mm. and that sounds simple but that's really a hard thing think about it to live your dream Mm. not what your mama or your daddy wants you to do Mm. Not what your friends influence you to do, not what people think you should do, mm. but live your dream. Yeah. The one that God gave you. When I grew up, I was a quirky kid. I got bullied a mm. lot as a kid. Um, I used to play with pencils, I used to fiddle. I had this creative 
energy in me. And until I met my grandfather, I didn't know how no, to how get to. it out. Yeah. And so I would tap things and I would make noises and, and hum and just, you know, sing in a mirror by myself. I didn't really have friends because I just mm. had so much in me I needed to get out. Mm. Um, and, you know, my parents would, you know, for the longest they thought that I would, you know, I would have issues. Like I would be hard to, it would be hard for me to, to realize something in my life. Um, mm. it, it came off as looking like I was lazy. Like I didn't want to do the work. Like all I wanted to do was play, but that's all I knew how to represent what I wanted to do. Mm. Now I'm my parents' most successful child. Wow. Using those same tools that I had back then because yeah. I lived in my, now my brother is really successful. I'm not, my sister is an amazing mother and a great person. Mm. Um, but I'm just talking about in, in terms of living out something that I had in me against all of the odds of yeah. being something had nothing to do with me, mm. you know? So I always tell, I try to encourage my kids to live their dreams. Um, I teach my kids differently. I'm not concerned about their grades, mm. like talking about it. Like, I'm not going to punish my, my, my daughter if she comes back with a D in history. Mm. It has nothing to do with her dream. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want, I want you to make an A in music because I know you have a gift to sing. Yes. Concentrate on that. I want you to learn how to play this piano. Mm. I want you to learn how to, you know, I want you to know your number system um, on the piano. I want you to, you know, begin to create your own vibes. If you're doing that, and at least if you make effort, at yes. the schoolhouse and the things that don't pertain to you and what you want to do, mm. then I'm good with you. You yeah. know, and the same thing with my son, I tell him the same thing. You know, I bought my son an NPC, like a real NPC, not mm. like the kid one. I went the to Guitar problem. Center, spent $2,000 on an wow. NPC, came to me and said, I want a beat machine. Mm. And I said, Great, I have one at the house. I need you to learn how to use it. And he was like, Can I be honest? And I said, Yeah, what's up? He was like, I do use it when you leave. <laughs> I said, Well, come show me. And he opened it up and he had made a beat. I got up and I went, got a beat machine for him because I invest in my children's dreams mm -hmm. in what they want to be. I'm not trying to make them be musicians or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when they tell me that's what they want to do, that's where I put my efforts into. So tell your children to live their dream, yeah. not your dream for them. I don't know how many times I'm going to say, wow, and amazing in this conversation, but... I, I completely hear that and that is amazing advice and I know your your kids will take that on like because you you invest in them not just from a verbal standpoint but you, yeah. you show them as well guys from what you're saying which is amazing my last question to you Anthony from following a great conversation that we've had for where you're at in life right now mm. what advice would you give to yourself my younger self or myself right now right now for where you're at in life right now what advice would you give to yourself? Don't stop. Mm. Um, I would I constantly tell myself to don't stop. Mm. Um, when you have when you have the work ethic and the um, the drive and the push to do what I'm doing right now, mm. sometimes it seems like it's too much. Mm. Like you don't have I where am I gonna get the budget for this? Yes. The vision that God gives me is not a hundred dollar vision or a thousand dollar vision god yeah. will give me a fifty thousand dollar vision <laughs> for something sixty thousand dollar vision for something yeah. you know and so um is don't be scared um of what you see and just mm. keep going you know keep going until you can't go no more yeah 
you know, um, and I'm not talking about in terms of wearing myself out, but just keep trying, keep creating, keep being, keep pushing the envelope, yes. um, keep investing in people, everything that I'm doing, find a way to do it even more mm-hmm. because I'm blessed because I am a blessing to other people. Yes. Um, and because I respect and I worship God and I don't take any opportunity for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are, man, doing it. So keep going. Mr. Anthony Hall, the businessman, the investor, the, the artist, the father, thank you very much for your I time today. I, I appreciate your time, man. It's been great talking to you. It's been amazing. And this has been Conversation with H with the amazing, superb. Go follow him. Go check out Vegan Base Studios. Go, go, go look out for that album that's coming out, Roosevelt, that will come out in early 2022. Mr. Anthony Hall, thank you guys. And we'll have more content coming for you very, very soon. <laughs>